It was brought to my attention that I didn't record an outro for the Cattlemen's last episode, so I'll have to rectify it this episode. Here's part two of the Cattlemen on One More and We All Go. I was, uh, <laughs> when I was 14, um, mom moved into Carson here and lived up on Broadway. And then I started working at the theater in Carson. We have a little one, one theater, theater, whatever. Yeah, it's on my list. We're not there yet, sure. John. That's I, the second. Oh, all right. Well, I'll jump ahead. The, uh, I'd scoop snow off sidewalk in the wintertime, but I ran, got taught to run the projector by Charlie Hodges, who's also a county sheriff and a couple other guys worked there. There was three of us. Four when, four when I started, guys that would run the projector. Did you but, get into it for the ladies? No. It was just something to do. Cause, Fingers row? Because once you come to the farm and you think there's something going on in town, you find out there's nothing going on in town either. Yep. So, so I got $10 a night, and I got a free bag of popcorn and a free pop for That's running for turning the film on, running the deal. And then as as it went on, I learned they learned – uh, Learned how to put the films together. They come on different reels. Just seam them. Yeah, you'd seam them together, tape them. Uh, Brad Pitt and Fight Club was putting sex scenes in there. Did yeah, you do that? I learned that from Fight Club. And no, huh. we never had any films that I could snipe some sex scenes out of. So, did you guys never, never see the that. cartoon Rescuers Down Under? Or the Rescuers? Hmm. I, I saw the show. Was there a movie about it? There was a movie. The the Chipmunks. Uh, no, that's uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Oh, okay, <laughs> sorry. Uh, it was kind of like that, but it was mice. And but Obviously. anyway, there's a scene. There's a famous scene where they're in this deal and they're looking across the deal and in the window, just there's tits. Just for a split what? second, someone someone was getting fired and they spliced in tits, like a porno scene tits in the movie. Hmm. I like nope, it. Never did that. Never, never had the option. Oh man, <laughs> we never showed anything that uh, risque in old Carson here. Oh so. man, they don't get any radar movies. Well, they did, but it nothing. I don't, I don't remember ever thinking. Oh, I should splice that out, and save Look, it for later. So. Char- Charlie was like, "Oh, I'll watch this one this weekend, bud. <laughs> I'll run the show tonight, I'll, son. I've, <laughs> got, <laughs> anyhow, I've the, got this basic instinct." Back to why I said that was the night that Sleepy Hollow got busted, and all those everybody got MIPs. I had to run the projector on a Saturday night, and I was 17, probably. Still running there. I worked there until I was 20. I think that's the longest job I've ever had. But. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working myself right now. Movie theater in Carson, yeah. So yeah, I'm driving out to Oakland. I scooped the loop in Carson. There's nobody here. I scooped the loop in Oakland. There's nobody out tonight. Yeah, there's always nobody out. Nobody and I was out. Actually, I was on my motorcycle, ride around, didn't have a CB or nothing. So I go out to Sleepy Hollow, and I'm following this car down the gravel road. And I'm like, God damn gravel dust. You know, this guy's driving 35. What the hell? And they turn go down to Sleepy Hollow. And I'm like, oh, probably some town kid. About halfway down the hill, turns his cherries on. And I went, oh, nope. Hit my, <laughs> hit my rear brake, spun around on my motorcycle, and left. And there was three, there was two or three cop cars in a row. And I was moments minutes whatever from <laughs> from being there and yeah. them following me in 
you know. That is absolutely hilarious. I was that close. So I never, I escaped high school without getting an MIP. But I, I had actually, to go home and do chicken chores. I lived with Sternbergs at the time. Uh, yep. So I came, I came home and did chicken chores and then went out. And as I crested the hill, mm-hmm. cherries everywhere. And I was like, uh, what year did you graduate high school? 2000. 2000. Okay. I thought I we were at the big FFA camp out that night. Both of us, all three of us. You might have been, you nerd. You might have been. I don't, I didn't make it that year. With uh, there, Ray that could have been. Ray that, Felton, Brett, and Trent, or uh, not Trent, Tyler, and Cody, and Brett. Well, if, if they were at the FFA camp out, if they weren't, they would all been there probably. Yeah, because we, we were all there down in. Uh, Green's Timber? No. No. Uh, the Sudman, not Sudman's. Purdue's. Purdue's. There you go. Yeah. There you go. We went yeah. snipe hunting that night, hunting oh, for BC yeah. with Roten. Yeah, I remember those. I did a yeah. couple FFA campouts. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, okay, so that leads me into, is that your, uh, I think that was your question, Frank, the first run with the fuzz? Nope. Okay, well, okay, since we're there. So, the, was that your first run with the fuzz when you were watching the fire and fuzz yeah, came up? Yeah, I was in high school. Then, uh, <laughs> first ticket, eh, no, first ticket I got was from Carson's town cop, uh, whichever Waldo. The one that lived or, right over here? I don't remember. They all run together, whichever one. I think we called him Waldo. Where's Waldo? So oh, there's something we can. busted with child board? Yes. Yep. Could have been him. Yep. So that motorcycle that I got for Christmas, brought it into Carson when Mom the moved up here. Yep. Oh, we got treat beers here. We got. We got oh, we got treat beers. beers. Yeah. Well, if we got treat beers, I should probably hold on. Crown Royal. Oh shit! Where did did we drink all the? No, I got. Who drank all the Southern Comfort, Frank? Where is the Southern Comfort? What? Where did did Frank and Reddit drink all the Southern Comfort? It might have been my daughter. Here, try this. You gotta try this. That's Mountain Dew. Yeah, no, it's Crown Royal. (laughs) You're tricking me. You're tricking me. I'll be up all night. I've been kind of fond of the Bush Light Peach here lately in the country. Well, here, why don't you? I'll drink a drink of yours before I try one. All right. I don't want to commit. Sorry, here's the Southern Comfort. Oh, 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 I'm going down. Sorry, this is... So I, I quit the radio station. Now this is a, a professional office where I have... This cooler's so quiet. You can't co- even tell it's in here. co in here. It's so smooth. So I had to hide the, the Southern Comfort. Uh, SoCo. I was about SoCo, to... SoCo, Brad Knight, invented... I was about it. to let Frankie get a piece of my mind if I found out she drank all our booze. Yeah. Well, she's got a problem. I've never had this before. I, right. do li- I do like the Crown Royal Peach. Do we need to oh. test it at the same time? Uh, go ahead. You and John got one. I'm going gonna, gonna to share one of yours because I don't want to commit to a whole one yet. That's that's a pretty serious commitment. Is it peach and tea? Is that what we got? Yeah, not it's, bad. It is. It's not, not bad. Yeah, you can't really taste the crap. It's better breakfast drink. Uh, the one you drink out of smells like vagina. Before you, hey, before you take a drink, my wife sat next to a couple whose wife had has now has COVID. Okay. Okay. COVID's still a thing. It, it, that's exactly what I said. I'm going to Canada Saturday. We don't even have to take our Oh, uh, that's pretty goddamn good. It is. It is really it's, a, good. it's a peach and crown. Yeah, peach tea. Yeah, that is good. My wife, my my wife, my wife likes to drink those. (laughs) My wife. Yeah, I got her a case of Crown for her birthday, and she drank one bottle out there in two years. So evidently, I overstepped my boundaries. I did. I did buy some uh, Peach Crown not too long ago. It's pretty tasty. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like Mm -hmm. it. So, John, one thing I had on my list: you had a dune buggy when we were in high school. I did. I bought it from Jim Drake, as I bought many of my vehicles from old Jim Drake. And yeah. Come on, man. And the, uh, nostalgia thing, whatever. I don't know what you call it. But um, Ethan bought his first vehicle from Jim Drake. Right. That, that made me feel good. You know, I bought, God, I, I bet six or seven different things from him growing he up. He always had something cool. Yeah. He he would buy just random shit, but it was always mm-hmm. something 
so, special. And they lived out in the country, west of Macedonia, out toward us there. And, you know, he worked at the scale gas in Macedonia and traded vehicles back in the day there. And, uh, yeah, he had this red iron frame dune buggy with a Volkswagen engine on it. And this shit, I was 13, 14 probably. And how'd you get financing? I want to say it was <laughs> kind of interesting to get back in those days. Yeah. Man, I'm trying to think. I, What's uh, your credit score? 600 it comes to mind, but I think it might have been more than that. But no, I didn't do sports. I was working all the time. That's I true. was getting paid. Grandpa, my grandpa Dean, you went and walked beans for him or something. I'll vouch for that. He paid you every day. If you did something, he wrote you a check when you left. And dad paid us a little bit. Grandpa sure would probably paid us a little bit too. Um, I mean, you, you work on the farm, you do stuff, you How, make some What money. was the going rate back then, back in 98, back in 95? Oh, shit. 88, whatever it was. $3 an hour. I remember getting up to like four, four and a quarter an hour. I, I started at $1.50. Yeah. Yep. Pretty amazing. Back uh, in 87. Credit charges. You were getting screwed, Brad. <laughs> yeah. My uh, 11-year-old daughter charges us uh, $20 to scoop dog shit in the our yard. You try giving her a warm place to live and a blanket of freedom? I, I, and mm-hmm. she's like, I'll live in the shed. <laughs> That's my shed, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Rent's not cheap. Yeah, it's not cheap. But she actually has been trying to get neighbors to let her mow their yard yeah. for cash. With their mower That's or your mower? With ours. Yeah. Oh, you're going to split that 50-50 yeah. all day. Ah, I'm not going to be that guy. That that happened to yeah. me when I was a kid. I'd, I'd, I'd push our mower around. Oakland and I'd, I'd mow yards. That's fine. Everything up. That's Oakland fine. If you want to keep baby in her, that's fine. If you want to keep baby in her, I recently fine. had this discussion with my son. And my dad, uh, yeah. he took most of the profit for drugs. Dr- mm. Yeah, drugs. Yeah. It was yep. drugs. Drugs and gangbangs at Turkey Creek. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I went hey, by we, there. We were riding by Turkey Creek last week. Yeah, we just yeah. said that. We went over mm-hmm. Turkey Creek last week yeah. and John brought that up. Yeah. Hey, remember when Frank's dad got a. Then we went over on the floor there. Made it. There's here? not a lot of parking there where the Turkey Creek no, sign is. That's either. kind of I, mean, I was like, kind of I would have been pretty yeah. someone to show up. Like you guys broke down. Is there, She's about to be. Did you ever swing in there? Is there walking trails? There's the fish by the river. Never, I mean, I tried not to swing just a into places. Greasy I bench. Know my dad got a blow. There was a magnum <laughs> in the ditch, so I knew the Olmsteads were there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I know they've you been think here. He wore a condom. I picked up and smelled him. Yep, that's an Olmstead. <laughs> <laughs> like an old Indian tracker. I knew it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Tasted the bit of the straw. Cutting it. No, you're uh, no, you're no. not. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, John did mention that went over Turkey Creek mm-hmm. last week. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Uh, anything else before I move on? No, let's oh. get past okay. Turkey Creek. Uh, next mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> so we got through theater production. Next thing I had. So you have Bentley. Bentley's a pretty renowned name in. The high-end car world. Yeah, it is. And you're pretty lucky to be one of the few proud owners of a Bentley. Well, my dad did purchase a Bentley car before he passed away. Yes. Uh, it's a 1954, and it was made in England. They, from what I understand, they handmade cars back then. Yep. It was uh, imported to Canada. Fuckers. But uh, fuckers. <laughs> you're, going, you're going up there this weekend. I'm going to yeah. go up there and tell I'm them. I'm not driving that suck. car back up there either, so. But uh, take yeah, it. It was, he do. found it in in Vail, Colorado. Had a cousin go look at it. He's like, "Man, this car looks pretty nice." You know, if you're not going to buy it, I'm going to buy it. He's was like, it 120 oh, horse? Oh, maybe it's an inline six. Yep. I mean, it's it's a pretty car. It's a beautiful car. 
it's not going to get you anywhere real fast. And yeah, but no, it looks no good power going there. steering, no power brakes. You know, it really you really got to kind of pay attention when you're driving it. Is it a crank start or electric start? It does have electric start. It also does have a crank. Okay, I remember you tell me about that when you, he first can got you take it. Take it to Turkey Creek is what I want to know. Oh, it'd probably make it in and out of that driveway. I'm sure. <laughs> the, oh yeah, the back seats of this. I mean, this car was made for the person that rode in the back. It right. was made to have a chauffeur. The, the it's got it was all pretty weather. much made for Turkey Creek. <laughs> it was made to have a driver take you and your bitches to Turkey Creek. <laughs> it's got a mahogany fold down like tray, like the airplanes have. Yeah, you put your blow on there, and uh, big plush leather seats, little mirrors back there. I mean, for a 1954 vehicle, it was pretty fancy. Yeah, you know. And, it was pretty cool. Dad took it to some parades and stuff and drove it around. The usual, sir? Yeah, Turkey Creek Jeeves. Turkey yeah. Creek, please. <laughs> I think he might have been legal to drive that because he was on the wrong side anyway because it's a right-hand drive. And oh, yeah. He he did make it several years without a driver's license. So. <laughs> Is that – so well, – so uh, so I got to – well, yep, you go ahead, your Frank. question, have you, have you banged in the back of it? I'll abstain from that question. That's no, I have, no, I have hard not. yes. I have not yet. No. It is yeah. sitting in my garage. I should yeah. probably go get that. Done. I was in it yeah. like uh, six weeks ago. It smells fine. <laughs> it hasn't been out of the garage in two Brad, years. Brad, it Brad smells pretty dusty. It was a I've, I've never been in the Bentley. I've seen it and yeah. looked in it. It is a very sweet car. We do. Dad brought it up to the rodeo parade one year. We had he used to bring it all the time. Yeah, we had four generations of Bentleys in there yeah. to go through the parade one year. So that was pretty sweet. Grandma, yep. grandma was still alive. And that was pretty neat. It, it's a neat it's, family heirloom. It is, but at our age, you know, you it's slow. Yep. We're into fast things a little yep. bit more still. So it's one of those things maybe, you know, down the line, uh, kid goes Put a to turbo prom, on or something. something like that. You'll drive it, whatever. Yep. I mean, it's just it doesn't really fit in the lifestyle right at the moment. So what something year is we'll it? Probably, it's a 1954. Okay. Is that, so is that the year that Rod was born? No, he was born in 49. Okay, so I thought maybe that'd be kind of cool yeah. if it was built the same year as your dad. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah, change well. that story. All right, rewind. <laughs> yes, same uh, year Rod was born. Just, uh, so your yeah. dad was born in '49, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> did uh, the old the old man? Everybody knows him as Hot Rod. Yep. Why? Why would they call him Hot Rod? Because uh, I know. Turkey Creek. <laughs> well, well, what's I, your I version of the story? I, mean, well, I don't. I don't know. I don't know the official. Did your story. mom tell you this story? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the official story, but old, old Rod was just known for taking chances, being a little wild, living on the edge. Correct. Oh, yeah. yeah. I he, mean, he was hot rod. So he when he he graduated high school in 1967, he ordered a. That's the only reason I knew. He ordered a 1969 Plymouth Roadrunner. Nice. And I have the build sheet from that. Uh, somewhere in a box, and I want to say he paid like twenty nine hundred dollars for it. Like him and Uncle Bruce had a Buick or something high school car. He might have traded in, got like six hundred bucks for. But he ordered it with a bench front seat. Hmm. He said, "I don't want to crawl in the back." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Oh, but a three speed, uh, three eighty three. I think is what it was. But he he ordered. 290 tags on the side of the car so what's the, that the tag on the side of the car oh, the engine was smaller than the engine that was in it yep he ordered it that way and they used to drag race in carson from the viaduct up here so people come and look at it 
down. Yeah, he they raced all the time. He said a set of back tires on that car didn't hardly last two months. He'd tell, <laughs> he'd tell Grandpa Sherwood, "Oh, I don't know something. These tires they don't make them very good. That gravel's hard on the gravel." <laughs> yeah, but uh, he he raced a lot. Um, had a lot of fun with that. Always went fast. Stayed out all night. You know, had fun. So yeah, I just assumed it was because he liked to live life on the edge and have a good yeah. freaking time. Yeah, he did. So there wasn't much he wouldn't do. No. I my. My one of my favorite Stone Quarry stories is where we all camp at, and so you guys got this old boat called the Titanic. Yep, <laughs> and great it's a, name for a boat that you want to stick around. Well, it started out as the Old Mill. Yeah, that that boat. I thought there was two separate ones: one deck boat, one house boat. There was okay. You're right. Yep, but we're we're floating around on a one weekend, and Rod's out there wearing cut off jeans, drinking the cheapest, shittiest Old Milwaukee you could find. And he Best takes tasting beer in America. He he way. takes a sip I and leans. Brought you guys some old Milwaukee. That's he takes a sip and leans back and he says, "I wonder what the poor people are doing today." <laughs> As we're floating on a goddamn forty dollar boat, drinking cheap ass skunk piss yeah, beer, being held up by used barrels. <laughs> yeah, floating on used barrels and rotten fiberglass. Wonder what the poor people are doing today. And I I love the shit out of that, and that's just the way you lived. I loved I, it. I heard that line many times. <laughs> yep. I damn it, I'm gonna put that in my yeah arsenal. Yeah. yeah. What a great line. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. If he you, didn't go anywhere without his old Milwaukee. And I, one of the family heirlooms, I mean, my father's gone now. He's been gone for seven years. Yep. Bless his heart. Is uh, I have his little Playmate roll top cooler that holds nine beers uh, with not much ice. And old, good old buddy Mark Canocchio, I said, that always get you to the party. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, he said that'll get you there, but you have to drink somebody else's beer when you got there. But oh, no, yeah. nobody ever took beer from my dad. If you if you haven't had an old Milwaukee, go out and get yourself one. You'll know why. Yeah, you if you need to lose drink, if you yourself. need to lose three pounds by morning, go out and get you some old Milwaukee, and you'll lose three pounds by nine o'clock tomorrow morning. Yep, because mm-hmm. you're gonna shit you your after, pants all over. After Dad's funeral, we had uh, thirty thirty packs mm-hmm. there. Uh, Dwayne Laughlin bought and brought and. And I think you were one of the pe- one of the three or four people that called me the day after. Uh, me and John and Randy all did. Yeah, about having to go to the can the next day. <laughs> yeah, I, I spent. It was harvest season, which was inconvenient. Yes, and uh, we we're all in there shitting our pants instead of harvesting. Yeah, how dare you, Rod? Trying to feed you America. Playing it better. Yeah, yeah, but no, it absolutely it's a it's a terrible beer, but for a good guy, yeah. hell of a dude. But Hell of a thing. No, I mean, everybody else, you drive around with a cooler full of beer. Oh, hey, we'll take a beer. Take nobody a beer. ever took one of Dad's beers. Yeah, nobody ever steals your uh, Bush <laughs> yeah, Light like, and Coors Light. for like two months, and then people are like, oh, that guy's drinking Beast. Mm. And then you can get good beer. Yeah. And people are going to quit asking you for it. Maybe maybe I just need to start stocking no, was, a few on top. He was tickled when I turned 21, and he could send me to Omaha to get a half a pallet of beer. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, so, have you ever bought a helicopter in pieces on a pallet at an auction? Well, he did. I did. Yeah. I, so, when my... Because not many people can say they have a helicopter. No. They don't have it anymore. We did get it sold. But when uh, Jeff was in college in Ames and we were going up there, there was a little shop off of the interstate at DeSoto that sold ultralight airplanes. Yep. So we were going by that Jeff was getting married and we were going up there a couple different times and dad was doing really good at trading grain on the board of trade that year. And 
he we stopped by there and I'm gonna take a ride in this ultralight. He's like, oh, that's cool, you know. He goes, if I make, I don't remember if it was a hundred grand on on beans, we're gonna buy one of these. I'm like, oh, cool. I was twenty two, twenty three years old. Because we're going to buy one of these planes. Because he always, my cousin Kendall Bentley, or dad's cousin, first cousin, Kendall Bentley from Oakland, flew a Cessna uh, when he was younger. Back when, when dad was young, there was a lot of people that had planes. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, the guy, you're the hangar Tom Laughlin, there. Gary Forstall, Jeff yeah. Clawson. Gary's got one. Um, yeah. A lot of people had him around. It's a lot of yeah, when you cut out, you guys. What's that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there was a lot of people had Cessnas though. They'd or they'd own a share of them. Yeah, yeah. Four or five they'd, guys would own them. Yeah, they'd go to cattle sales. They'd go get parts for something, whatever. Run around, you know, a couple states or whatever. Yeah. Dad never did fly. Never had a plane, but he he'd ride with Kindle a lot and go to cattle sales stuff. Always liked flying. That goes back to the speed thing, I guess. Racing cars and all that. And so we were going by this ultralight place and. He's like, I'm, I'm going to buy one of these, you know, and he ended up making a couple hundred thousand trading beans that year. And I'm like, you said you were going to buy one. We got to go buy one. <laughs> so we go back. You're like, I'm yeah. going to go to college. Yeah. No. I didn't need, I was past college age. Back point. <laughs> so we go back up to this place and we bought this ultralight and we couldn't buy a new one. I'd buy a used one, you know, save a thousand bucks, but we took lessons. So we drive up. To How the, long were the lessons? You go for an hour. You know, to get your pilot's license, I took seven hours lessons. Okay, and seems that's quite this a while. Was, like this was post nine eleven, right but I mean it was it was post nine eleven, and there wasn't really a license for it. It was a certificate from the ultralight club, so it really didn't mean shit. You but, could go over a certain height, right? Yeah, you can't go more than ten thousand feet. Yeah, but I had a couple different people give me lessons, and after seven hours, the guy said. Ah, you got it. Go ahead and go around on your own. Uh, uh, sure. What? <laughs> so, did so, you guys fly the ultralight home from the? We did because that's what ninety miles, hundred miles home. Yeah, Dad and another guy who made uh, it first, a guy from Glenwood that <laughs> Dad knew from way back, had one of these things, and him, the two of them, flew it home. Dad had sixteen hours of lessons up there from the same guys. He couldn't land real well. Couldn't take off. <laughs> he liked to slow down and look at stuff. <laughs> and, I mean, airspeed, airspeed, airspeed's the main thing, you know. But he would slow down and want to look at shit. It's like, Dad, we're going to crash. <laughs> we got to keep so moving. They, they turned me loose on it, and I went back. We went back several times. Dad took more lessons. And was like, all right, <laughs> all right we're going to take it home. I'm not driving up here anymore. You can give me lessons. So we've. Him and another guy flew at home. This other guy was an experienced pilot and had the same plane. It was a T-Bird ultralight. Flew at home. We'd fly around. Dad had practice. He never really did get on it on his own. He never soloed in the plane. You still got it, right? Yeah, I've still got the plane. Yeah. But the great idea was here comes this farm sale over in Trainer or acreage sale. This guy's got a helicopter. He goes, well, that's what we need. We can stop and talk to anybody when yeah. we got a helicopter. Because <laughs> we, would, we would fly around in the evenings in this ultralight, and we'd go out past your place like to yep. Dwayne's and land in the field and have a beer. It's like, Dad, it's getting it's getting dark. we got to go. You know, we got to go. He's like, oh, one more, you know. One, I mean, one more, one more, one more, we, all more go. we all go. I've heard it a million times. 
you know, it's like, all right, I'm leaving you here. I'll drive back in the pickup and get you. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we would go. He's like, oh, oh, there's so-and-so. We can't. We should land what? on the road there and have a beer with him. No, we're going to freaking plane. <laughs> so, it, so he got this idea. I'm going to buy this helicopter. And it wasn't put together. It was a kit helicopter out of uh, Arizona. And he goes to the, the state. It wasn't really an estate sale. It was just a household auction whatever he bought the damn thing get a whirlpool oven and a fucking helicopter yeah 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 it slightly resembled a helicopter it had the runners on it had some seats in it had the tail on it but i don't remember what the thing it you know the kit was like 400 hours to build it intricate detailed yes don't drill a hole until you measure seven times Put everything together. He's like, oh, oh they we're gonna, to... yeah, we're gonna put it together. Like, there's no, we we can't finish any project <laughs> we start. There's no way we're gonna put this thing together. So you hired another farmer to put yeah, it together. We did. We hired a guy from Oakland. <laughs> what he did. He, uh, the guy was a shop foreman, I think, and council boss or whatever. Very very good mechanic. Very detailed mechanic. And he spent, I don't know, hundred hours something. Good. Took a fair it's, amount. It's a, quarter of the time it's supposed to take yeah not the yeah. whole 400 no but in and then the, so the kit, the way kit less was already measuring. like 10 years old ah. so from when it came out oh we got all these upgrades oh the fuel lines it came with oh those are no good you got to upgrade you know another another couple thousand for this uh had a chain drive for the rotor oh that's no good leaks oil got to have a k uh, a belt now so you got different pulleys and everything oh another couple thousand for that i mean he spent a lot of money on it and painted it it looked really good i'm like you've never even flown the thing why would you are you done digging yeah i'm good <laughs> why would you paint it before you can fly it i mean he spent like five grand on the paint job i'm like is that gonna make it bounce better <laughs> <laughs> it'll make it land chrome will get you home anyway the guy got it the guy got it 90 percent done uh, my dad got cancer which was stage four before it was finished and the guy said, if I finish this, your dad's going to try to fly it. I said, absolutely, he's going to try to fly it. Yep. He didn't care. He wants He wants to go. He wants it. And we both knew that it wasn't going to work. I mean, he, he would have just went out, got in it, started it up, and give it a try. Just went. Then, just see what happens. Yeah. Pretty good possibility it would have not went very far, but sideways. Well, you told me your, your idea was... I'm going to start it up and tether it, and I'll let the tethers get longer as I get better. No, actually, that is a way that people do learn to fly helicopters. They tether them to the at ground. At the feed yard? No. Actually, <laughs> the feed yard. He talked, so Iowa Western College over here had a helicopter program. He talked to them about putting it together. The guy said, I can't even get people to come to class, let alone do work like that. And he, they had a helicopter in their parking lot. Do you remember taking the motorcycle safety yeah, course over A-Bate, there? We, yeah, yeah. A-Bate of Iowa. Yeah, and so I remember there was a helicopter over there at the time, and it just sat in the parking lot and like hovered. And but they one thing they said is they would tether all four corners of it, so if you did if you got it to lift, it wouldn't twist. Without you know, it couldn't didn't have enough rope. To That's kind of where it goes downhill, right? Yeah. So you'd go to where you could get it to hover without twisting, and then they would tether it in a center point, and you would learn to hover and turn and things like that. So he's like. We'll just get a concrete block, you know. We'll just teach ourselves. Yeah. Terrible idea. <laughs> Makes sense. No, I, I had a child at this point. We'd kind of given up flying the ultralight because that would be a good idea to stick around for a while. Yeah. Anyway, he never did get to fly it. Um, 
after he was gone, we did sell it to a guy that wanted to learn how to fly a helicopter. Do you know where it's at today, that helicopter? North Omaha somewhere. In a crate? No, the guy actually came back uh, this spring. We had to sign some paperwork for FAA. Yep. Um, Talk about trying to get a title to a vehicle. Yeah. Airplanes are way worse. Really? They want to know every step, everybody that's touched it owned it all this stuff so we had to sign some paperwork makes sense for is the... it is it like na- like you name a boat like sea slut is is, <laughs> is, is, uh, is the titanic is, yeah right is those it, two options mm-hmm. is the helicopter name hot rod no it, it would have an in number to it the tail numbers are all in numbers they call okay. them for planes and helicopters but i don't think he ever got as far as numbering it but anyway the guy he was a pilot he flew in alaska flew an airplane and he in his retirement age, he wanted to learn how to fly a helicopter, so he thought the best thing to do would be buy one first. Yeah, and then tether it. Great idea. And then yeah, his check was good. I was happy to get rid of it. Well, it had a, a for effort, though. I mean, you guys really put a solid effort so, in getting it going. And I don't know where you're at in your your checklist here, Brad, but I know that before Rod passed away, you and Jeff took him to Africa. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a fun trip. Um, my brother works for. A company where he does a lot of international travel. Dad went on one other trip with him to California when he was still working in the States, I think. He's actually a spy for the CIA. It, it could be. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. But uh, we, he he wanted to go on a foreign country trip with both of us. Um, it couldn't have been it. I thought it was specifically he wanted to go on a safari. No, nah, I don't remember if it he was just a safari. Or what. I think Jeff come up with this. Well, we can't go to Canada anymore. No. He couldn't. <laughs> they, they, they apparently banned him from Canada. Well, if you've had a DUI, they don't let you back into Canada. Oh, hot so, rod. Yeah, we had to. We found that out at the border one year. So, Guess we'll fish North yeah. Dakota. Yeah, three three hundred dollars, or you can't come in. It's like, oh, okay. Well, here's three hundred dollars. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so we didn't go to Canada anymore. So our foreign travel was kind of limited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mexico will take you. It don't matter. I'll but, take anybody. Uh, it's hard to get back in, though. So he wanted to do some trip with Jeff and I, and I can't remember where Jeff seen the company that we ended up going with. Um, it was Mikado Safari, and he read in a magazine or something. He's like, we should go to Africa. Jeff's been to Africa several different times, seen some of the big planes there and the animals and stuff, but not exactly what we did. Um, we ended up going on a, I think it was about a 12-day Deal we flew so in. what kind of exotic animals were you seeing? The Africa animals. The giraffes, rhinos, <laughs> lions, tigers, so if you, bears. If we took you to the zoo, no, right not now, lions, we... not tigers. Um, lions, yes. Uh, lots of elephants, zebras. Uh, we ever no, scared you might be beast. We ever scared no. you might be eaten. Uh, no, we had a we had a lion come right up and lay down in the shade next to the car. I mean, there was jeep. So these jeeps, these Toyota pickups, um, that they converted in. To, they had seats in the back, roll cages, but they had no windows. They had like a zip-up tarp, no top on them. And there was hundreds of these cars, I mean, dirt roads, gravel roads, all on safari. And they yep. drive around in these parks, and there's animals walking here and there and wherever, and you just seen all kinds of different deer the deer family you saw monkeys giraffes um and then a goddamn lion yeah and then there'd be a pride of lions 
there'd be a female and there'd be young lions and there'd be a it's whole bunch be, of cars parked in one area. It's gonna be insane to yeah. see in the wild. Think, oh yeah, and I you, think so. You, you drive up there, like, what? Are, what are all these people looking at? You know? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, there's a lion laying there. Don't stick your hand out the window, but you know, you can take a picture. And there's you look at it, and like this thing's like six feet away. You know, if I don't care what I stick out the window, if it wants to jump in this car, it can. So would you rather they were be so used to it on a prairie running from a lion or in an ocean running from a shark? Hmm. Chance to live? Nope. No, 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 no. One, one lion or the whole pride? Uh, <laughs> dealer's choice. Yeah. Like, oh, really fucking angry female lion because they're the mean ones. I yeah. think I can run, and I'm slow as shit, but I think mm-hmm. I can run faster than I can swim. Oh, yeah. I, I'm a pretty decent swimmer, but swimming from a shark. Yeah, but when the shark misses, they still have to go by. So it gives you a little time to counteract. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, the lion's, like, going to be on know. your ass and just stay there. I feel like. What. I, I did a scuba dive trip on my honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, and they're like, hey, before, I never scuba dive before. And they're like, hey, we're going to certify you on the boat ride out. <laughs> so so they're either going, okay, they tell you everything. This is how you do all the things, the belt, weight, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, hey, if I go like this and they put their hand up like a mohawk. Yep. Like, oh, that's a that, that means we see a shark. We're not in the water. So okay, so you go down 10, 10 feet. That means I'm not meters, scuba diving. And then you have to wait there for like two minutes. Yep. And then you go down further, otherwise you get the bends. Yeah. Which is just like With diarrhea. It's yeah. like hot lava at your ass for like mm-hmm. four four months or something. I don't know. Yeah. But that's eating at the Wonder Inn. The talker could have told you about that. Yeah. Yeah. He got the bends. No, but I think he has it daily. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, irritable bowel. So, so I get down. I get down to like the 20, 25 meters. And all of a sudden, you hear this ding, 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 and he's the the guide's banging on his his oxygen tank. And I look over, and he's doing the shark signal. And I'm like, "Well, at this point, I'm just I'm fucked." Bait. I mean, yeah, you're bait. I can't <laughs> I can't shoot up without shitting. Right. I'm just I'm towing the waters. Yeah. If so, I'm so I accepted right away that I'm gonna die. So you you tore Shallow's mask off. No, Shiloh went- wasn't even with me. She was back at the resort, oh, okay. reading a book in the sunburn. Mm. And then, so yeah, freshly married. She's like, "Oh, that fuck that guy." Yeah, I mean, life insurance is probably good at that point. So I don't even know if she. Had- so she was had- there a shark? <laughs> yeah, no, there was a hundred percent a shark, but it was like a nerf shark. It was a like, like not gonna bite you. Just like, hey guys, I'm a shark, but I've got no teeth. Nom nom nom. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> He's a happy shark. Hi, guys. Mm-hmm. Hey, you ever been bedding? Welcome to Turkey Creek. Nom, <laughs> nom, nom, nom. <laughs> little call back there in episode 57. Appreciate it. You never said she was a gummer. I assume. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're blood related. I assume he has a type. Well, I don't I know. Do. If it, it wasn't blood, but it was DNA. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, DNA related. Jeff's actually done the swim with the shark cage thing off uh, Cape Cod, I believe, South Africa. Did he say do it again? I mean, pretty good time? Yeah, he saw one. and He bought a GoPro, had a little video of it, you know, lost on the web somewhere by now probably. But, mm. yeah, when he, you, you'll get to interview him someday. I'm, yeah, I would like to. He, he mentioned he'd yeah, come he'd on. Yeah, yeah. So uh, how did Rod like the, if we're wrapping up the safari? Yeah, how did yeah Rod... the safari was, it was very interesting. I mean, we saw... Lots of animals. I'll probably never never go, scared never for your go life. To a zoo again. No, never scared. Um, Africa. Well, in, in traveling lots of places, whether it's going to Mexico resorts or 
Jamaica or you know uh, going to an all inclusive resort is yeah. different than having a lion sitting no, next to your but, car. That's true too. But in between the airport and getting there makes you very happy about where you live when you get back home. They're third world countries. Yes. And it's a we saw there. some shit in Africa. I mean, and the people standing around looking for something to do um, makes you feel very fortunate for what you have when you get home. Do you ever think the, about bringing them to the feed yard, giving them a job? Oh, yeah. man, there was some little kids running around herding cattle and women carrying sticks Topless. on their heads and building houses. Uh, the, the way the, the native people over there do their stuff is so much different. Uh, than what we do. I mean, it's it's unreal. Now, right after the safari story, the computer quit recording. But I have that resolved, obviously, because I'm recording this now. We'll have to get John back in the studio and get the rest of the cattleman's story next time on One More and We All Go. 